You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Our scripture lesson today on this All Saints Sunday is from the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, selected verses. John 14 will be on the screens, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said... Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. And because I live, you will also live. I've said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Usually when I answer the door on Halloween night, uh, you get your, your, your garden variety werewolves, doctors, Disney's descendants. But then every now and again, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a handful of people where you're just, you're, you're, you're questioning, you know, are, are you a, an animal of some kind? Are you organic in any way? Are you, are you a foreign car? Like what, what are you? And then there, and then there's always that one person where you feel compelled to ask, are you in distress? <laughs> Blink once for yes and two for no. Halloween is such an interesting time. I, I love seeing all of the different costumes. You know, uh, children, when they wear masks, uh, uh, they, they often wear masks uh, uh, to project and to pretend being something that they wish they could be. Uh, often they, you know, they wear masks of their role models, you know, like doctors, teachers, lawyers, well, not lawyers, Uh, firefighters, public servants. Masks do two things. One, they they, they project an image we we hoped we could be, but they also help us run or hide or disguise who we perceive ourselves to be. Uh, In eighth grade, I was in gifted English which is a fancy way of saying I've never studied grammar. And we, we did creative writing uh, every day. And our, our big project at the end of eighth grade English was, was a poetry project. We had to write different kinds of poetry, limericks, sonnets, iambic pentameter, you know, these kind of things. Um, but every poem that I would write, because you had to write them throughout the course of the semester, every poem I would write would be funny and humorous. And I kept getting terrible grades. I literally wrote a limerick about Hillary Clinton 
And all the, the teacher gave me a C and just wrote, yuck, under it. So I decided to switch gears, and I wrote this dark, brooding, very emo poem called Matt's Mask. We're talking about, I just wear a mask every day, and I'm hollow on the inside. The world is crumbling around me, so I must put on my mask. Um, And two things happened. Uh, I got an A, and I got referred to the guidance counselor. (laughs) And so I remember sitting in the guidance counselor's office, you know, beige walls, mood lighting, uh, jar of chocolate, live plant, you know, these kind of things, comfy chair. Uh, And she goes, "Um, I read your poem. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, because I got an A, you know. And uh, she, she quickly realized that I was writing for the assignment. You know, I wasn't opening my closet for the world to see the darkness that lies deep within. Uh, it's, I wanted an A, and the funny limericks I was doing wasn't, wasn't cutting it. Masks do a couple of things. They project who we want to be, but they also hide who we perceive ourselves to be. And one interesting thing about Halloween that I always think about is that it's not just children who wear masks. Jesus said, peace be with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Peace be with you was Jesus' final words to the disciples before his arrest, part of his final discourse. And it was the first thing that Jesus said during the resurrection. He appeared to the disciples behind locked doors. And he said, peace be with you. And then later, that day. He said, peace be with you again. Jesus must mean that for the tent poles of his death and resurrection to be words of peace. On a day like today, we pray that our loved ones are resting in peace in the heart of God. May the lux eterna, may the eternal light shine upon them. That doesn't mean With peace, that doesn't mean that there's no anger or sadness or grief or guilt. Christian peace is not lack of conflict. Peace is not apathy, nor is it stoicism. Much like joy, now when when my name is read in the role of the, the saints, uh, there's kind of one thing I hope people remember, and it's, it's what joy is, the definition of joy. Joy is the steadfast assurance that God is with us. Joy is the steadfast assurance that God is with us. Sometimes that's a happy feeling. Sometimes there is a deep lament, but there is still joy because we know of God's presence with us. Peace, on the other hand, a similar definition, peace is is the steadfast contentment that Christ is with us. Joy and peace. Joy, the steadfast assurance that God is with us. Peace, the steadfast contentment that Christ is with us. Or in other words, God is with us, and that's good news. (laughs) Or if you want to be Methodist about it, John Wesley's final words, the best of all is God is with us. Peace be with you. And when Jesus says, peace be with you, he's not talking about go get a self-help book, uh, practice meditation, 
uh, take a walk around the park, journal. Peace be with you, not be peaceful. And he also says, my peace I give to you. In other words, peace is a gift. Peace is the very presence of Christ. Or as uh, Ephesians says, chapter 2, verse 14, for Christ himself is our peace. May peace be with you. May Christ be with you. Now, this companion, this peace, this companion, asks something of us. It asks us to be honest. It requires honesty. It is difficult for peace to be our companion when we are wearing a mask. It is difficult for peace to find us if we are in disguise. I do not give to you as the world gives, Jesus tells the disciples. What the world offers is fear. And the world offers fear because it is easy and it is simple. Fear doesn't ask anything of you because it knows that you will respond automatically with either fight or flight. With fear, you will either approach your neighbor with clenched fists and antagonism, or you will run away pretending that nothing is happening, that nothing is wrong. I do not give to you as the world gives, Jesus says. Peace, in a way, is like a mountain. Storms come, the clouds cover the summit, the earth may shake underneath its base. But at the end of it all, the mountain is still there, raising up to the heavens just like it was created to do. This peace that we receive here, we talk about our loved ones resting in peace, but understand that Jesus' word of peace is offered to the living, to the disciples who will be there after Jesus leaves. This peace that we receive is just a foretaste of the eternal peace that we find in the heart of God when we exchange our mask for the garment of Christ, for that full communion with God. In in chapter 14, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, a moment of honesty with Jesus, right? If it were not so, I would not have told you this. (laughs) I would not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a place of being. It is a place of life, an eternal life. It is a place that Jesus prepares for us through his teachings, through his life, death, and resurrection. It's a place where the poor rest in the bosom of Abraham. It is a place of welcome for those who clothe the naked, visit the sick, and feed the hungry. It is a place for those who keep their lamps trimmed and who keep their lamps lit and who are ready for Christ's return. It is a place where the prodigal says, at least in my father's house there is bread and water. I must return home In my father's house, there are many dwelling places, means that heaven is a place where all of the good that ever was or will be is. 
It is an eternal now. It is an eternal now that only love can sustain. Heaven is an eternal now that only love can sustain. One day, we will see the unfiltered presence of God. But until then, may we take off our masks. Let us put down falsehood and fear, the things that keep us from loving one another and loving God. If the scriptures are true, that love never ends, then let us be filled with the love of Christ so that we might gain eternal and abundant life. As we say at the end of every worship service, may peace be with you. May the presence of Christ be with you. May peace be with you, the same kind of peace it is with our loved ones who are resting in the heart of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, you who have offered yourself to us so that we might be filled with peace, fill us with that peace this day as we gather to praise your name and to remember the saints, those who are resting with you. May we put down falsehood. May we tear down the things that separate us so that this peace, this abiding presence of your son, Jesus Christ, will be with us always. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.